time for our monthly program called Chamber Chat with folks from the Northeastern Connecticut Chamber of Commerce. We're joined by the president, Sean Johnson. We've got the executive director, Betty Kujai. And this month, our member spotlight is with Andy Morrison, who owns and operates Real Custom Training, LLC. We'll find out what's going on with that momentarily, but... As we usually do, let's kick things off with Betty. And, well, since we last spoke last month, Betty, what's been going on with the Chamber? Well, we've been very busy, a lot going on, you know, getting ready for our new year. We had a fabulous business after hours up at Bank Hometown in Putnam. They've been doing this uh, business after hours for the last, oh, 10 or more years now, and they do it in, in cooperation with a Tommy Toy Fund. So folks who attend uh, usually bring a toy, an unwrapped toy, or some kind of a donation. Uh, the tables were full. There were toys galore. Uh, Jim Conrad, uh, formerly with the Norwich Bulletin, and Mary Jane Burke uh, from um, uh, BGR Radiator down in Plainfield were the two uh, co-chairs, and they were just thrilled with the response. We had 113 people in attendance. Uh, it was a fabulous event. People loved it. It was a great way to kind of kick off the holidays. And now we're moving into the 2022. We're getting ready for our new year, working on our annual dinner and awards gala. Uh, our annual meeting, uh, I've kind of had to separate our two events because clearly the COVID positivity rate is fairly high and we didn't want to risk anybody um, contracting it at the event. So we've actually moved the awards gala to later this year. It will be on April 12th. Uh, and we did make the announcement on our, our three award recipients at the last radio show. And I can I can do that again if you would like. Uh, but we, are, we have moved the awards gala to April 12th, and the annual meeting part of it, which will be the formal election of our officers and directors, will happen this Thursday via Zoom. So we've got, oh, I don't know, about 40 people or so thus far who have registered for that annual meeting. And, yeah, you can repeat who those uh, three winners were. One of them we just had on the air last week as David Foster and the Foster Foundation gave out a lot of money to some of our local charitable organizations. He was one of the three, Betty. Who were the others? Yes, David Foster was a fabulous uh, candidate when we looked at the nominations that came in, and we were so thrilled to have him selected. He was uh, selected as our George J. Racine Sr., humanitarian award recipient, and he did give me the heads up that he was going on the radio with you to talk about some of the new donations that he and his foundation were going to be making. Our other two recipients are Peter Deary, who was selected as the Civic Achievement Award recipient, and Monique Willanen, who is uh, the QBCC Foundation Director, and she has been selected as our Community Champion Award recipient. And every month we spotlight a member of the Northeastern Connecticut Chamber of Commerce. Our member spotlight this month is with Andy Morrison, who owns and operates Real Custom Training, LLC. Andy, good morning. Thanks for joining us. And give the people an overview of what Real Custom Training is all about. Sure. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, so Real Custom Training, Real is an acronym um, for the, the four uh, – characteristics of effective adult learning that we we strive to achieve in all of our uh, programs so um, 
everything has to be relevant, you know, for, for corporate training and professional development. If it's not relevant to the participant's job, then it's not the right program for them. So the, the first thing we ensure through consultation and surveys and getting to know the participants is that everything we're presenting to them and the skills we're helping them develop are going to help them back in the workplace and are totally relevant to them. Um, and then our, our, our second principle is everything has to be engaging. You know, the last thing we ever want to do is, is bore people. We don't think learning should be boring. So our, our workshops are, are very active and engaging. Um, even prior to the workshop, we have activities to engage the learners to get them in the right mindset. Um, and then we have activities even following our workshops to keep people engaged. And then the, the A stands for actionable, meaning that if you come and take even just, you know, a three-hour workshop with us, uh, everything you pick up, the knowledge and skills, is going to be actionable in the sense that you can go right back to the workplace and put those skills into action. Uh, and then finally, lasting, uh, we believe that true learning doesn't occur unless there's a uh, corresponding and lasting behavioral change. So, if you come to us and, and take a conflict resolution workshop, um, we don't want it to be that the you know the training helps you out for a week, but then you kind of stop using some of the things you learned. We want it to be that three months later, six months later, a year later, you're still very much using the skills and knowledge that you picked up in the workshop, so that it it has a lasting effect on you and 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 your ability in the workplace. And speaking of letters, you've got letters after your title, Andy, M-S-O-M. What does that stand for? Sure. That's uh, um, My degree is uh, I have a, a Master's of Science in Organizational Management, which I actually got um, right up the street from you at, at Eastern. Real Custom Training provides tailor-made training in leadership and supervisory development. Give me an idea of who your clients are and what they get out of what you can provide. Our clients are, we're, we're focusing on, on serving uh, clients in, um, in Connecticut, you know, in the northeast corner and in, in the Willimantic area. Um, really, anybody that has, uh, um, you know, small to medium-sized companies that have, have some um, budget for training and development and, and really folks who, who appreciate that, uh, you know, in the modern workforce, you may have people with... Um, all the, the academic credentials and the degrees that are, that are required nowadays, but who recognize that um, that's often not enough in terms of the skills that people also additionally need in order to function effectively in the workplace. So that's, that's what we help companies with. And we, we have a, you know, a specific focus on, um, we like to say that we, we help organizations develop uh, stronger leaders and better bosses and people skills for all. So we have, uh, leadership development programming, uh, supervisory programming um, to help people with, with you know, uh, managing the performance of others. And then we have a whole array of um, people skill programs from communications to conflict resolution. Um, so really helping people learn to, to work better together in the workplace is, is what we're helping organizations accomplish. And the art of delegating effectively and running meetings that matter. Speaking of meetings, how do you do it these days? This pandemic is going on two years old now. Did some of these meetings, some of these workshops used to be in person and now you got to go virtual? Or do you do in-person workshops now? We're new enough that we, we didn't have to pivot during the pandemic, because the, the, the organization is very new. We just formed in, in December. But, but prior to that, um, I, I was working in corporate training where we did pivot to online. So 
all of our programs, like the two that you just mentioned, running meetings that matter and the art of delegating effectively, we have those on the schedule for in-person, um, and they're, they're, they're further out. You know, running meetings that matter is in March. Art of delegating effectively is in May. My hope is that at that time, the numbers will have declined enough that people will feel more comfortable returning to in-person training. If not, though, we are prepared to pivot to online because we have the ability. Um, we do in-person training, but we also do live instructor-led virtual training, which means that if you take an online workshop with us, it is not the type of online learning where you're, you know, just reading and watching a video and taking a quiz. Our, our programs are live online, so everybody's on webcam, everybody has a microphone, and everybody's interacting with the instructor and the facilitator and interacting with one another as if they were in the same room together. Um, so we do have the ability to pivot online, and, and we make sure that when we do pivot online that we, uh, you know, maintain the, the, the real, um, you know, the relevant, engaging, actionable, and lasting qualities of the training because that's, that's so important to us. So even in the online environment, we make sure that we're hitting all those marks with the training. And I'm wondering if these workshops also cover the aspect that so much more these days is done virtual, which I think a lot of that's going to continue even if the pandemic were to end tomorrow from my lips to God's ears. But I wonder if, if the approach of in-person versus virtual is different enough that that might be covered in some of your workshops as well. Yes, actually, that's that's a great point. You know, let's take running meetings that matter, for example, we definitely would tailor the curriculum a little bit if we know that someone's going to be running meetings in person um, versus if we know that that person's going to be running meetings virtually. Because, you know, when you run the meetings virtually, um, we have a handout that we would give everybody in that case that shows them, you know, logistically, if you're the chair of a meeting in person, here's everything you have to worry about. And it's it's the typical stuff, you know, the con- more content-focused uh, areas of the meeting. What are we going to cover? What are the outcomes we're looking for? When you get into the virtual environment as the meeting chair, you still have that same list of content responsibilities for the meeting. But in addition to that, and we have a handout we give folks that lays this out perfectly for them. In addition to that, in the virtual environment, you have a whole host of technical things that you as the chair really need to make sure are taken care of ahead of time. And that's, for example, you know, you're running the meeting virtually and somebody doesn't realize their microphone's on and they're, they're, you know, telling their dog to be quiet or, you know, all those, the disruptions we're all familiar with from, from the pandemic. Um, those are the type of things that, you know, we advise people, if you're running a meeting virtually, uh, assign someone to be kind of your, your technical producer so that you can run the meeting and focus on the content. And if somebody needs to be manually muted, you have a team member who's already been assigned to monitor the participant channel and mute people as they need to. And, and that's just one example of a whole host of technical things that you really need to be on top of in the virtual environment that, uh, that you may not be thinking of if, if you haven't done it before. So, yeah, we absolutely will tailor training, um, you know, whether someone's running in-meeting persons or virtual meetings or a little bit of both. Because, again, uh, we always want to make sure everything we're doing is relevant to folks. So, so that means really getting to know what the participants are doing and, and making sure, even if we have to do it on the fly, uh, making sure that we're, we're tailoring the curriculum and the training to help them out. Real custom training on the web at 
realcustomtraining.com, all one word, Real Custom Training. Your February and March workshops, Andy, involve Dr. Rocky Blunt. Who's Dr. Rocky Blunt, and what does he bring to the table? Sure. Rocky is a, Rocky is a, a longtime veteran trainer, um, and he's got a, you know, what's called a learner-centric approach. Um, and Rocky's really, his learner-centric approach uh, really helped shape the philosophy for this, for this training firm. Um, because that, that means really that, you know, everything we're doing is about the learners in the program. Um, and Rocky has spent his career taking that approach. And um, people that work with Rocky often say that he, he really did, you know, you can tell his priority when he's doing the training is to make sure that it's going to be helpful to the individuals when they get back to the workplace. And, and people really appreciate that because then they feel like they had a, a worthwhile uh, training endeavor. Um, so Rocky's been doing this for, for, you know, I think he's in, he's in his, uh, it's been about 30 years plus that Rocky's been working with professionals. Um, and he's got a, a focus on leadership and supervisory development, um, and Rocky has, uh, you know, some great credentials. He's a humble guy, so he'll 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 never brag about this stuff. But I brag on his behalf. Uh, he's a he's a Yale University graduate. He's got a master's degree from Clark University, and then most relevant to his training work, he's got a doctorate in human resource education from Boston University. Um, so he's just a a tremendous trainer with a wealth of knowledge, and and even I can say personally that. Uh, you know, Rocky's become uh, a mentor to me um, and, and has really helped me tremendously. So when I tell people that, you know, he's going to take an interest in their development and he's going to do everything he can to help make sure they're developing the skills they need to, to meet their professional goals, um, I can say that from firsthand experience because he's, he's done that for me. Um, and he, he's been a great mentor to me, and he, he brings that into the workshops as well, that, that learner-centric approach, and he's just really dedicated to helping people. Hey, Andy, if I wanted to fax something to Real Custom Training, can I do that? <laughs> you can't. No, I'm sure you're, you're, you must be looking at our contact page. I'm looking at the contact page on your website. It's got your name, Andrew Morrison, owner-instructor. got your phone number, 860-481-0276, has your email address. And then it says fax, LOL. Is that just you with your tongue-in-cheek saying, uh, excuse me, folks, we don't have a fax machine? <laughs> Yes, that's definitely that's definitely my sense of humor. That's uh, that's my little clue to everybody that that this is being run by uh, an older millennial who doesn't doesn't de- doesn't deal with facts, um, and it's a little a little indication too to folks that we uh, you know we don't take ourselves too seriously. We're serious about our work, but we're not we're not stuffy, and and we really do we do philosophically believe you know there's a lot of laughter in our workshops, and that you know. Humor is is a big part of the recipe for what we're doing. Wow, it's another analog guy. I love it. Andy Morrison from Real Custom Training. Going back to Betty Kujai, Executive Director of the Northeastern Connecticut Chamber of Commerce. What you got coming up in the next month, Betty? Well, I'm going to turn it over to our President, Sean Johnson, and he's going to talk a little bit about what we have coming up. Good morning, Wayne. Hey, Sean, is it possible that you are a lame duck? Boy, you know how quickly I will be a lame duck in a little over 24 hours, Wayne. So Explain what that means. I'm, I'm sorry? Explain to the folks why I asked that question. What does that mean? 
There you go. Tomorrow will be my last day during my term as president of the Northeastern Connecticut Chamber of Commerce. So tomorrow afternoon at 4 p.m. we'll have our annual meeting. And Sheila Frost, uh, owner and operator of the courthouse uh, bar and grill in Putnam, will be taken over as president. So what happens at that point? Is it like a passing of the gavel or something? Or uh, what, what happens when there's a new president? What happened when you took over? Well, you kind of walk in and you say, all right, Betty, what have I got myself into? Uh, but Sheila's been uh, first vice president, and she's been terrific. Uh, she's going to hit the ground running. Uh, so I don't think you're going to see any interruption whatsoever. Uh, as president, you, you are sort of the, the spokesperson and kind of the person that people see front and center at events, but the work is done here in the chamber. Uh, we've always had a great board of directors, and I know we've got some new members coming on that board again next year and going to have an equally strong year. So, uh, so tomorrow's our annual meeting, so I will pass the gavel, but our events will continue in February. We've got our first business after hours. Uh, and that'll be on February 23rd at uh, Hope Lodge venue in Musa from 5 to 7. Uh, a great new event uh, uh, venue in Musa uh, section of Plainfield. They took an old uh, VFW or American Legion hall, I think it was a VFW hall, uh, did a complete makeover about a year ago. Just the place looks fabulous. And uh, and you can rent it out for events. You can bring in your own caterer. You can bring in your own uh, bar setup. Uh, but just a fabulous job. So that will be a really fun. Uh, anyone who hasn't been to that venue yet, I'd say, uh, should be a great evening uh, to see the space that they have, talk to some of the vendors that they work with. And then our big event that we're really excited about that the Chamber will be doing, uh, probably our best event of the year, will be our annual awards gala. And that will be held in April, on April 12th. Normally that would have been part of our annual meeting, but COVID kind of raised its ugly head again. But that's going to be on April 12th uh, at Stonehurst at Hampton Valley at 5.30 p.m. Uh, and I think Betty spoke about the three award recipients. Yes, she did. Stonehurst, by the way, isn't that the old alpaca farm? Exactly. You betcha. Yep. yep. It's, a, it's a very nice setting out there. They had a and b back then, and now they, they do big events, including this awards gala that will be held April the 12th, put on by the Northeastern Connecticut Chamber of Commerce. That being said, Sean, in these final 24 hours of your reign as president, I would go out on a limb and say that you probably were president during one of the toughest times for any president in the Northeastern Chamber because of what happened with the pandemic and the struggles that businesses had. Can you kind of look back on your tenure as president of the chamber and what some of the accomplishments that took place and how tough it was to navigate during the pandemic? Sure, I can. Uh, I guess I could sum it up. A year ago, I zoomed in for the first time at annual meeting was not in person. It was a Zoom meeting, and Andy can appreciate this one. And tomorrow I'm Zooming out. <laughs> so, And I hope for our chamber that will be the last uh, Zoom-only annual meeting. But uh, but it, it, it happened. It's Wayne, I've often said in life that people don't pick jobs, that jobs pick people. And I guess if I look back on the year, I thought my my – term as president was going to be all about getting back to uh, in-person things, and that would sort of mark my kind of year, but I think it chose me instead that it was going to be a year of ribbon cuttings and a year of new members. 
which I would have never foreseen. So I didn't sort of pick what direction the chamber was going. It picked it on itself, and the people in the region, the businesses in the region, sort of picked that. We ended up with 34 ribbon cuttings, uh, way above what we would have ever expected. So people expanding into new space, uh, new, uh, new buildings, people starting brand new businesses, people expanding businesses. So 34 different ribbon cuttings, uh, and I think we had 38 new members. So it was a year of growth. It was a year of new beginnings. Uh, and I think when we get through, fingers crossed, I think this is the fourth time I said that, I think when we get through this Omicron, Omicron sort of wave of COVID now, uh, that with the new membership that we received, and there's some tremendous energy that the chamber is just going to have a fabulous year in 2022. And I have a feeling, Sean, that you're not exactly heading out to pasture. You'll be hanging around. You'll be giving advice to Sheila and other members of the chamber uh, once you step down tomorrow. Oh, absolutely. Uh, one of the traditions we have is that our uh, past presidents stay on as members of the, as a trustee with the chamber. So I had great leadership before me that when I had questions, I had thoughts. Sometimes you need to run something by someone. I call it a sanity check. Say, this is what I'm thinking. And I would always go to one of those past presidents that are trustees. So now I will be a trustee uh, looking forward to working with the new incoming uh, and continuing board of directors and the new president, Sheila Frost. And, Sean, thank you for working with us in the last year as well. Sean Johnson, the outcoming, outgoing president of the Northeastern Connecticut Chamber of Commerce, also joined this morning by Betty Kujai, the executive director and our member spotlight for this month. Andy Morrison, who owns and operates Real Custom Training, LLC, relevant, engaging, actionable, and lasting on the web at realcustomtraining.com. Folks, great job. Thank you for joining me this morning. Thank you, Wayne. Thank you, Wayne. 14 WILI Willimantic and 95.3 FM.